It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple, and of course, wherever you get your podcasts from. Well, today is Friday. It's the 30th day of December for 2022, and we are talking to Rich Harvey in just a moment, who is back to have a look at 2022 and also moving into 2023. It's going to be a slightly longer podcast today so that we can soak up some of the key things that have happened to your real estate world, your real estate market in the last 12 months. And we're also going to look at regional regret, which is a fascinating aspect to this year. So listen out for that. The weather yesterday wasn't too bad as most people enjoy the holiday break and it's just one more day before we get to New Year's Eve with us tomorrow. 2023 is nearly here. Well, let's concentrate on today because it might be your birthday for December the 30th. If it is, happy birthday, many happy returns. You are sharing your birthday with Tiger Woods who is turning 46. LeBron James is turning 37 and Patti Smith, the American singer, she is turning 75 today. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. It's the Main Centre Forecast with PRD, selling smarter every day. All right, let's have a look at your weather around the country today on this Friday morning. First, we go to Sydney. Good morning to you. Expecting some morning showers and a high of 24 degrees today. Partly cloudy skies in Melbourne and expecting your temperature of 27. Brisbane expecting one or two pieces of rain with 28 is your forecast high and in Perth today sunny blue skies and your temperature of 31 degrees. We are just as addicted to property as you are every weekday morning from 6.30. Let's Talk Property, a podcast series with Rich Harvey. Well, how is the property market going to shape up for the year ahead? Well, here's a look back on the timeline because at the beginning of 2020, we were getting the first reports of a new virus called COVID-19. How can we forget that? And it was predicted that property prices could drop by 30% in a major economic recession may follow. Then at the beginning of 2021, the property market exploded with huge pent-up demand. We saw property prices surge at their fastest rate ever. Then in January of 2022, the massive capital gains induced by ultra-low interest rates were about to take a hit in order to tame the runaway inflation numbers. And in 2023, a lot of borrowers are going to come off fixed rate interest loans, but will there be mortgage carnage? How resilient will property prices be in the face of higher interest rates? And with demand surging from migration, will we see a rental crisis unfold? Well, there's a lot of talking points there, and it is a Friday morning, so we've got Rich Harvey, CEO and founder of propertybuyer.com.au with us this morning. 
morning. And good morning, Rich. How do you think or how do you describe the property market for 2022 and how does it finish up for you? Well, great to be with you again, Craig, this morning. Um, yeah, 2022 was a, probably a year of two halves is the way I would describe it. We had, you know, coming off the back of 2021, there was still a bit of overhang of optimism and vendors expecting to get super high prices from the previous year's boom. The steam quickly evaporated out of the market once there started to be talk of interest rates coming down because the Reserve Bank governor famously said, oh, there'll be no rate rises till 2024. So everyone loaded up with debt and everyone thought, yeah, we're safe till at least another year. But as we know, economic conditions change much more rapidly and and quickly than people think. So what we saw is the market really pull back significantly. And when those first rate rises hit in May, it really stalled the market and we started to see price drops in some areas quite dramatically. In other areas, they didn't drop as much. In other areas, they were still increasing. So it was a, you know, first half of the year, we saw some slight price increases in areas, but by the end of the year, most areas were trending down quite significantly. But just a quick wrap up, Craig, for for our listeners in terms of where we we finished up. Um, Sydney ended uh, the year with a median value um, of houses for 1.2 million. And, And for the year, um, it was down 11.5%. Melbourne finished with a median value of 915000 for a house and finished the year 8.3% below its uh, previous year's um, status. Brisbane uh, actually, over the year, actually um, increased 2.3% and the median value of a house there was 798000 Adelaide finished 13.2% up and a median value of 702,000. Perth finished 4.1% up with a median value of 585,000. Hobart was down 3.7%, median value astronomically of 740,000. Really strong um, uh, pricing there. Darwin finished up at 5.5% uh, at 588,000. And Canberra was down 2.9% with a median house value of 987,000. So as I said, there's a mixed bag of some, you know, the two leading capital cities, Sydney and Melbourne, well down, uh, but some of the other uh, capital cities were significantly up. That's probably to the point where you've always got to look a little bit granular in terms of some of those markets. But what impact will higher interest rates have on the minds, do you think, of owners and potential buyers in the year ahead? Oh, it's going to weigh very, very heavily for current homeowners who've got a significant mortgage and for those would-be owners because, you know, right now our cash rate is uh, is 3.1%. I'm expecting that we're going to have another two rate rises in, in early 2023. That's my prediction. And, um, and we'll, so we'll see the peak interest rate at around 3.6% within quarter one or quarter two. And there's already good evidence that inflation has peaked is now coming off. As we say, the worm has turned. But the question is just how fast will inflation decline? Because that's going to determine the pace and rate of interest rates. So the degree to which inflation decelerates will determine how much interest rates will continue to stay at the level they are or whether, in fact, they need to keep rising. Um, But I actually also think there are going to be two rate cuts either toward the end of 2023 or early 2024 because we've never had such in our history, such a rapid rate rise succession, and and that's really hurting the economy. So there's definitely going to be mortgage pain, Craig. So I think the real interest rate impact isn't going to really hit the hip pocket nerve of consumers probably about six to nine months after they were introduced. So that means if what the first rate rise was May 2022, then you're looking at sort of February onwards from when consumers feel a pinch. And and as you indicated in your introduction about 
people coming off those fixed rate loans, they call that the fiscal cliff. You know, all of those borrowers, they were on, you know, 2% uh, interest rates. I mean, I, I managed to get a rate of 1.79. It was unbelievable. Um, and I'll come off that rate in August next year. But then I'll be going into a, more, uh, a variable rate of like 5.5% or 5.75, depending on where the rates are. So I think you're going to find some borrowers are, are quite stretched, a bit worried, but I don't expect to see widespread defaults. I think people will just have to adjust to the higher cost of borrowing. Fiscal cliff, my goodness, I haven't haven't heard of that one, <laughs> but that's what it is. That that is absolutely right on point. And there is often an X factor that really impacts the market. So, looking ahead, what do you think the X factor might be for twenty twenty three? For my estimation, next year, it's the simple word migration. We have a massive backlog of visa applications in Australia. You know, the Home Office is trying to process all of that tidal wave of migrants that want to call Australia home. Our current cap is 195,000 migrants. I think that the government possibly next year or the year after will start to lift that cap even higher to possibly like 220 places because we need more skilled workers across a whole range of industries. For us to be competitive on the world stage, we have to ramp up productivity at a national scale. And the sheer volume of migrants coming to this country is going to place considerable strain on the number of rental homes available. And apart from the 195,000 cap, there's also the temporary visa holders on top of that. So you've probably got another 50 or 60,000 temporary visa holders that are coming to the shores. So for my mind, that's going to be the X factor that will assist and underpin the property market. It won't be a headwind, it'll be a tailwind, it'll be a thing supporting the market. But I think, as I mentioned at the previous point, interest rates will be the biggest negative drag on the economy. Mm, and of course, with migration, we should really take a look at the rental market, the outlook for the rental market. The question here is, will the rents keep rising and what is going to be driving that? Well, as I mentioned, I definitely think rents will keep rising. During 2022, if we just look back over the last year, we saw an average national rental increase of 10%. In fact, in Sydney, I think it was even like 15% in some areas. So nationally, we have a shortage of rental properties. So that's why we're going to see rents continuing to rise. I believe they'll probably rise another 5 to 7% over the course of 2023. So great news if you're a landlord, um, as it's going to boost your yield and help you to hold that prop investment property for longer and and deal with a higher interest rate. But if you're a renter or a tenant, it's obviously more challenging because you've got a budget for those extra rent increases. But looking forward, look, building approvals are trending downward, Craig, due to increased construction costs and and the costs of funding for developers. So that's going to further exacerbate the rental crisis. If you look at um, all of the talk, there's been like a National Housing Affordability Summit. There's, you know, talk of BTR, build to rent uh, programs. You look at Mervac and, and Fraser's are trying to get into that market. And they're trying to get much more institutional investment into the rental market because there's just not enough private investors that are creating rental accommodation. Mm. Well, let's have a look at those uh, property investors right now because we have the interest rates heading in only one direction. So keeping that in mind, what is likely to happen in 2023 given those tougher borrowing conditions? 
Well, most people who are trying to borrow money realise that their borrowing capacity is reduced anywhere from 20 to 25% in the past year. So, you know, if you had a, a million dollar borrowing capacity, now you can borrow, say, 800 or 750. So that really limits where capital gains are going. But we're starting to see in our business even more investors making inquiries because they're seeing the yields are improving. They're seeing that, you know, next year could be an opportunity year to get in while people are looking the other way and while there's a few setbacks in the market, despite the harder borrowing conditions, the savvy investors will get into the market. But I'm not expecting to see too many auction records set next year, by the way, because it's uh, it's going to be limited numbers at, at auctions. But yeah, the investors I definitely see coming back. They're really attracted by those high yields. And most investors should take a long-term perspective and really look at getting into the market before it starts its next growth phase. You know, we're going through this correctional phase, we're going to see interest rates peak, and then we'll see the property market start to tick up again. Now, it's not going to accelerate nearly as rapidly as what happened during COVID, but it will just start to get back onto a more normal and even keel after this latest correction and head its way up again. Now, Rich, you mentioned, of course, a lot of people coming in, migrating into Australia. It's going to be a big year for that. Let's look at the expats because they're a part of the migration moving in. Overseas buyers looking to buy in 2023. Are the conditions, and this is the question, are the conditions favourable for them? Yes, Craig, they absolutely are favourable. The Aussie dollar has declined around 10% in value over the last calendar year. And when you combine that with like prices reducing 10 or 15% in some of the capital cities, it's really made the conditions quite ideal for expats and even foreign buyers to consider securing an Australian property. And I think with Australian interest rates are going to stay lower than other advanced economies like in the UK or the US. And what that means is that'll put continued downward pressure on the the Aussie dollar and make the exchange rate conversion much more attractive for the expat buyer. So a couple of years ago, the Australian dollar was sitting at like 80 cents. And, you know, I remember it was quite a difficult for our exporters and for the expats. But now with the dollar around 65 or even 67 cents, it just makes it a much more attractive exchange rate if you're bringing dollars into the country. So you're buying at a double discount on the exchange rate and also on the property market. So we're starting to see some quite strong inquiries coming from expats in Hong Kong, in Singapore, in Malaysia, in the UK, in the US, that are all actually looking to come back to Australia and live permanently um, because the cost of living abroad has become quite high and uh, they want to get a foot back in the property market before it really takes a hold again. And during the COVID period, of course, hordes of people moved into regional or coastal areas around Australia, but there is this new trend called regional regrets with some moving back into the cities. I think the name of that trend says it all. So how is that going to play out in 2023, do you think? It's an interesting coin of phrase that uh, I picked up the other day in a survey that was done by the Real Insurance Group in conjunction with Core Data Research Group. They did a survey of 5,000 people and they found that 58% of people who'd made a move to a country or a coastal location and moved away from the cities actually now regret their move and were planning to return to the city. So of that 58%, 
apparently 35% have already moved and around 23% are planning a move within the next two years. So I find that sort of trend fascinating, Craig, because we saw so many people during COVID go, I'm out of here, I'm going to head to the, the coast and I'm going to pack up and get out of the rat race and I'm going to really enjoy my life by the beach or the country or wherever they went to. But now they're going, actually, we may not like it quite as much as we thought. The other thing that's happening is some of the bosses are saying to their workers, we actually need you back in the office two to three days a week. And so people are having to commute quite long distances again for those two or three days. And they go, oh, it's really not worth it. But I think the biggest thing is simply just missing family. And I think when people move away from family, they really regret that move and they go, actually, I really want to see my mum and dad or my brother or sister or whoever, and I'm going to move back. Um, it's not that that trend's completely over at all. Like I think there's going to be very, very strong interstate migration to the southeast Queensland corner, places like the Gold Coast, Brisbane and the Sunshine Coast. They look set to continue. But I think the sort of the far-flung regions or the smaller regional areas, I think we'll possibly see a, a significant slowdown in that uh, interstate regional migration. And finally, Rich, what are your predictions for the property prices ahead? This is where you get to put that economist hat on and look to 2023. Well, like any good economist, I'll base it on a number of assumptions. And uh, uh, it's really going to depend on, yeah, as I said before, the direction of interest rates. If interest rates go beyond another two rate rises, I think you'll start to see really severe mortgage pain, which will really deflate the market, really depress the market. But if interest rates peak sort of at 3.6% and inflation falls back to, say, 5% and you've got still low unemployment under the 5% mark, then there is a chance, well, not a chance, but I reckon there's a definite that you'll see the property market plateau. It'll find a, a, a floor, as we call it, the, the trough of the market. And then by the end of the year, you might see it start to tick up again, particularly as we see that migration wave flow through. So if you want to actual, if you're looking for actual numbers, Craig, one of the, the best and most accurate predictors is Louis Christopher from SQM Research. And Louis actually predicting, he's, he's a bit bullish in my view, but he's predicting quite significant single digit increases uh, next year. He's saying Perth will rise between 4 to 8%, Brisbane plus 1% to 5%, Darwin is actually going to go back to 5%, Melbourne plus 1% to 5%, Sydney plus 5 to 9%. Now, I don't think it's going to go that high. That's a bit bullish in my view. But anyway, uh, Adelaide uh, up to 5%. Hobart going backward 1% and Canberra backward 3%. So again, there's going to be a mixed bag there. I think the message is don't buy just because of one year's predictions. You know, if we look back over the last 12 months and all those figures that I quoted right at the beginning, you look at what we call the peak to trough period, you know, Sydney's actually done plus 15% over the last few two years. Melbourne's done plus 9%. Brisbane's done plus 30%. So you've got to look at property investing or buying from a long-term perspective. Don't just take a short-term perspective and buy just on the basis of a Channel 7 news or a, a media headline somewhere. All right, so there's a lot to take in there, a bit of an extended podcast for you today, and it is the 30th of December, Rich, which means New Year's Eve tomorrow. We'll be talking again, finding out some of your highlights for the year. Thanks again for coming back onto the Real Estate Breakfast, the last official podcast from you for the year. Well, Happy New Year to you, Craig. Always been a pleasure sharing knowledge and thoughts with you, and uh, wish you all the best for 2023. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.